that I could live with. Because they didn't want to be bothered. Come on, because I was too much of a mess.
face things that I thought I would never make it out of. When I thought I would never make it out of it. Hallelujah. By his grace, he brought me out. Hallelujah. Anybody else? God works out. Yeah. 
means that you gotta have a clean heart. Amen. Pure heart and clean hands. So God can use you. Amen. That goes my drama too. Come on. Amen. 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 Amen.
because the principality of the air over this region wants to block good leadership from being able to hear from God and walk as they should. Come on, here, somebody. Hallelujah. Listen to me because if the people, if the leaders don't have it, then the people can't get it. The way we blind it or the enemy will blind people is by blinding leadership. Right? Or keeping leadership bound in foolishness. Come on, amen. And so if we cannot win the war above our heads, we're not going to win the war on the streets. We're not going to win the war in our neighborhoods. We're not going to win the war in our community. We're not going to win the war for the ministries. We're not going to win the war for our families because the war over our head has not been won. And so you have to understand that God has placed you here. How many of y'all y'all feel like God has really called you to pray? Like, to like, this is my ministry. Like, everybody should have a ministry of prayer. But, like, you feel like a special ministry to pray. Like, while everybody else is asleep, God is always saying, get up, get up, get up, get out the bed. Come on, come on, pray. That's you, right? So this is what you should be fighting against. Binding the principalities that are in the air so that the will of God can be done in the region. Amen. It would be different if this was just a place where another company that builds planes, they shipped it here. You know what I'm saying? No, but this is the place where they are created. So that means that everything that comes out of Wichita should soar. Right, we sing that song, but do you understand 
how urgent it is that air is free. Yes. Come on, then there's no obstruction to your air or the air you're breathing or the way you receive the air. Come on, and if something contaminates the air, then that's going to get in you and make you sick. So we got sick Christians. Because the air has been polluted by polluted leadership.
I hate beatings. Come on. I don't like them, never liked them. Okay? But still, it is necessary sometimes for us to experience that correction, right? So that we can, amen, sometimes it's not until we get in the midst of a fight that we get stirred up and then we start getting about it, about it again. Come on. on. Come on. Amen. Now, when you know that you went in that bank and that money is supposed to be accessible and you're trying to pay your bills and they're trying to tell you that that money's not available, we're not leaving until we get this right. Come on. Is that your attitude when you get in prayer? I'm not getting up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jacob said, he said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm serious about this thing. I mean business about it. The air is my territory, so I'm going to rule from this territory, and I'm not playing. Amen. Come on, amen. I said what I said. Come on, amen. And that has got to be your attitude. If you want to receive the things of God, you're going to have to have a fight about you. Right? And we're not talking about going and say, please, Mr. Devil. We're not, Mr. Devil, what? That's not what we're doing. No, no, no. We bind you in Jesus' name. Come on. And we take authority over everything that stands in the way of what God has declared for us. Hallelujah. And so if this is kingdom life church, that means that everything that is in this ministry is going to resemble the kingdom and it's going to have life. Who loved gain from wrongdoing, 
but was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs and mist driven by storm. For them the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. For speaking loud boasts folly. They entice by sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That was wonderful. Now let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3. <laughs> what did you read 2 Peter chapter 2? Yes. Okay, so let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3. I came wrong. Amen. And for those of you who didn't read your Bible all week, there was your Bible reading. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 3. Amen. Let's start again, verse 15. Yes. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Amen. Now, can you please look at your neighbor? And I promise you're not going to have a whole lot of talking to your neighbor because really I like for you to talk to yourself. Come on, amen. amen. I, I want you to talk talk to your neighbor right now and tell them to say neighbor. Neighbor. And I need you to say it like you mean it, right? Don't be scared. Okay, I got your back. Say it like you mean it. Put some bass in your voice. Come on, say neighbor. Neighbor. It's time. It's time. To grow up. To grow up. Come on, amen. Amen. Come on I am next person sitting next to you just in case they didn't have nobody. Cause you know you're like, well, I ain't had nobody sitting next to me. Go ahead, turn around and look at the next person and tell neighbor, neighbor, it's time, it's time to grow up. Listen to me, I want us to really pay attention to this, right? Hallelujah. When you read this, the scripture tells us that we should grow in this grace, right? Hallelujah. And I'm going to go back. Can you read verse nine? So in order for you to understand what's going on in this. Um, in these verses, you got to read the whole chapter. Come on, so here it is. This is Paul's second, Peter's second letter. You know, you know how you do when this is my second time. Come on, right. 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 Yeah. Right. Now I've said it already, but now I'm having to come back and say it again. So his second letter, he's a little, <laughs> he, he, he's a little, he's a little frosty, right? Amen. And so, what does he say in verse nine? The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now, here is what Peter is saying here. Now, we like to say this, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. We like to take that verse and we assert that for ourselves, and we should, right? But especially when we're talking about God going to do something for me. But can I tell you what this is talking about? This is talking about correction. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. Y'all ever seen any of them billboards when you drive down the highway? It says, don't make me come down there. And then on the bottom it says, God. They do that. They do that in Florida. Don't make me come down here. God. 
Right? Because I done told you this already. Come on. I'm happy that you're here. Now, folks, let me say this to you because some of y'all, this is your first time, right? We just meet each other today. I love you. I love you. I love you, but I already got a ticket home. So if you get mad at me today, I still got a way to get home. Okay? But what I'm saying to you, I'm saying it to you in love because you got to understand that God is requiring us to grow up. And some of the things that we are experiencing is because God wants us to grow up. You know what looks really bad is when you see, you know what I'm saying, a, a... Grown person, right? Like a grown, whole grown adult. You thirty, but you still sucking your thumb. Come on, something wrong with that. Come on, something is wrong with that, right? But we have that going on in church. Some of us have been in church for eons. And the same place that we were in when we first came to church, that's where we still are. We have not grown yet, right? When you get to verse eighteen, he says, "But grow in grace." And the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm going to deal with those things because God wants us to grow in grace. Well, he's saying three things. First of all, he's saying grow. Yes, That's number one. Then he's saying grow in grace. And then he's saying grow in the knowledge. What you know about Jesus today. Come on. Is it more than what you knew about Jesus last week? Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. And unfortunately for some of us, we can't say yes. Because we've not given ourselves to the study or to the development that is necessary for us, for us to be able to grow. Now, this is, I'm going to put my pastor hat on and my teacher hat today. And I'm going to take my time. Is that okay? Yeah. Amen. And then we can shout at the end. Just shout at the end. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God's heart, this is what the Lord said to me. He said, my heart is not just for you to come to church and serve just because you love your pastor. Amen. He said, but I want you here to serve because you love me. Amen. Come on. And when he's, when Peter is talking to the church, he's not giving them a suggestion. This is the command. He says, listen, I done told you all these things. This is our second time having this conversation. And for whatever reason, you didn't get it. But anyway, I want you to grow up. Come on, amen. I need you to commit to your growth. And if you don't commit to your growth, and listen, come into church, that is part of your growth. But there's some things you got to do on your own. That means that when you are at home, you should be reading your Bible. Amen. When you are at home, you should have your own prayer life. You mean tell me you're only praying when we're on the prayer line or if pastors say we got to come to church and pray. You're only fasting when the church call a fast. And we're not going to talk about, I know we just finished over here the Daniel fast and some of y'all ate every single day. (laughs) (laughs) And then follow now fast. Because God didn't lead me. Yes, he did. When he gave instructions in the house, that was your leading. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. So growth is a command. And you cannot remain. Anybody go with the babies at? Oh, they have children's church. Okay. Amen. You see these babies, if they remain little like that forever, there's a term for that. It's called arrested development. Come on, amen. And that is a spiritual bondage. Arrested development is an area that is need in need of deliverance. If you refuse to grow, 
because you refuse to grow, that, that's an issue, right? We don't want you on the altar just saying thank you, Jesus, and crying out to God. We want to see you get delivered from arrested development. Amen. What is arrested development? It is an abnormal state in which growth and development has stopped prematurely. So that means that once you hit puberty, you stopped, and you are a 30-year-old with a, 20, with a 12-year-old's mind. You're fixated on your youth. You are stuck in regression. You have developmental deficiencies. Come on here. You should be growing. Peter is giving a command. He said, but grow. Listen, verse 17 says, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care. I want you to be mindful of yourself. It is the pastor's job to warn you, but it is your responsibility to take care that you follow instructions. Somebody say follow instructions. instructions. Amen. Take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Uh Following some of these crazy jokers out here that got no word in their heart. You on everybody's Facebook live, but we can't find you in prayer. Come on. Because the Lord led me to their prayer line. But he didn't lead you when we had prayer in the house. Come on here. Amen. You are a leader, but we can't depend on you on time. I'm talking about arrested development. Children don't understand the weight, come on, of being on time because they're children. Come on, but when you are an adult in the spirit and in the natural, you understand that if I go to work late, I can die. And I need my paycheck to pay my bills. And listen to me. Bible says, anybody read Revelation? Bible says, Jesus said, when I come, I'm going to pay. So just because payday ain't this Friday, payday is coming. And some of us think that we're going to go to heaven and Jesus is going to show up and be like, come on, I got some good stuff for you. And we're going to get a pay cut. Come on here. Hallelujah. Because we're not giving ourselves to grow. Amen. Normal development occurs when we have new life experiences. You don't want to get outside the box. You don't want God giving you anything uncomfortable. I like it right here. I like it the way we used to do it like this. And I don't want nobody messing with me. Because this is that. This is my seat. I always see here. I don't want to move nobody in seat. I was working in the children's church. And that's the only place I feel called. I don't want to usher. I don't want to sing.
you're being grown and stretched because you got stretch marks. Come on here, do you have any marks of being stretched on your life? Or do we still see you in the same place that you've always been? You've always been and you ain't got no growing pains, you don't got no stretch marks, you don't feel uncomfortable, you like it right where you are, we can't even rely on you. Come on here, somebody. Arrested development. These new experiences are what are going to help us to learn and evolve in the process that God has called us to. And we hate process. We want promise, but we don't want process. We want a prophetic word, but we don't want process. Come on, hallelujah. We want God to bless us, but we don't want process. Can he just bless me where I am and give me what I want without making me uncomfortable? Absolutely not. It don't work like that. You can't have a baby without labor. challenge me, but I'll, can you do it nicely? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
That's what we said. But then when it gets down to it, we want to start pleading the blood, binding the devil. Can I tell you, you can't bind God. Because there's some stuff, it's God doing it. It ain't Satan. Come on, it's back to that order again. He's ordered you there. And because he's ordered you there, guess what? You're going to have to sit there until you are served. That's what's going to happen. You got to sit there until you are served. So God is calling us to be able to grow, right? Hallelujah, glory to God. And God wants us to be able to become everything that he wants us to become, but we don't want to negotiate the curves that come with it. So scripture says that we have to grow. First of all, we got to grow. Let me give you a couple of definitions because like I said, we'll give you a little teaching real quick. Hope you got a pen and paper. Amen. To grow, amen, comes from the Greek word ozanu, which means to increase, to enlarge, to become greater, to grow up. This is not used in the passive sense where something is going to happen to you. This is used in the sense that you have to do something in order for it to happen in you. Come on. Amen. That means that something has to happen in you in order for you to change. And nothing is harder than change because we like what we like and we like it as much as we like it and we like it the way we like it and as often as we like it. And if we don't like it, then we don't like it. Come on. Don't ask me to say that again. Come on. Amen. So God is calling us to increase. Let's interchange these words. He says grow in grace. So increase in grace. Enlarge in your grace. Become greater or grow up in the grace that's on you. Amen. Grow up. Somebody say, God help me. God help me. Grow up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And so then we say, grow up, grow in the grace. Grace is the word charis or charis. Which means to be pleasing, to show beauty or favor or acceptance. We like to use those words, favor. God's favor's on me. Favor ain't fair. But can I tell you, favor hurts. Come on, amen. Because favor is a two-edged sword. Because on the one hand, while God is accepting you, people are rejecting you. Amen. Come on, amen. On the one hand, while God is opening doors for you, people are trying to close doors in your face. Come on, amen. Because favor. I'm favored. I'm blessed to the Lord. Highly favored. Are you? I believe it's different. Come on here. Amen. Hallelujah. Grace is also kindness which is bestowed upon one what he does not deserve. Now let's talk about that. And I sat here and I underlined that as the Lord began to speak to me and the Lord began to speak, amen, about us loving each other and forgiving each other. Amen. Amen. How many times have you shown grace or kindness to somebody who did something to you that you did not appreciate? Come on. I'm marking her because I don't trust her. The Lord showed me her heart. You know that's what we said. That she got a spirit on her. Yeah. Yeah. And then the same one who was forgiven, he went to his servant. He was like, you're going to jail. 
because you owe me my money. You ain't paid me my money, now go to jail. God has shown us kindness, and we neglect to show that same kindness to the person sitting next to us. Listen to me, we don't show it to husbands and wives. Come on. Because that's where, that's really where the rubber meets the road. Yes. It's in your tight-knit relationships. It's with the people that you know you don't got to put on no airs with. You know your mom and them, your cousin and them, Amy and them, because they already they know the real you. Yeah. They don't know the facade you that comes to church on Sunday. <laughs> They're lifting your hands and giving God glory you. Yeah. They know the real you that get up with your stink breath in the morning and your hair over your head. They know that you. So those are the yous that, that don't show kindness to other people and grace to other people. Now let's just be honest. How many of us have a hard time forgiving people when they do stuff? Come on, I know that some of us in here championship grudge holders. Come on. You hold the trophy for longest grudge held. Come on. Hallelujah. God wants us to be able to be generous to people who do us wrong. See this real growth. This ain't this ain't that I'ma shout at the church growth. This is real growth that's gonna go home with you and keep you from cussing at the checkout counter lady. Come on, because she grabbed your stuff while she was shaking stuff out. Come on, amen. That's that real grace. That when your kids say something, they got no business to keep you from knocking their front row out. Amen. I got four kids, I know. I've only had to take one to the street. Only one. One of my sons. Oh, you tried it? Let me show you where I came from. And never again did we ever have that issue. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. Charis is the spiritual condition of one who is governed by the power of the grace of God. That means you let grace control your, your verbiage. You let grace control your responses. You let grace... Y'all got quiet. Grace controls your responses. That means I ain't telling you off even though I know you're trying to provoke me. Come on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It is the token or the proof or the benefit of divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in life. So all this stuff that we're talking about, what grace is, grace is proof that God is working in my life because I show it when I respond to you. Amen. That's real grace. It's not just God giving me pie in the sky by and by. And this is real Christianity. This is Christianity where the rubber meets the road, right? That shows what is your character. What do you really possess? Are you really as anointed as you was when you had that mic? Because I promise you, when I put this mic down, testing come. Right. I was tested on my way over here. This man was sitting next to me on the plane. And I wanted to tell him all the way off of his nasty self. <laughs> nasty. Like, he was like, he needed a room by himself. And I was like, okay, Jesus, okay. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So I'm sitting here praying. And I'm being nice. But he's getting on my nerves. And I was praying for grace. 
Amen. Come on. Amen. So did I say the right thing? Right. Right. Ooh, I made it through the flight. Thank you, Jesus. Right. That was rough. Come on. Amen. Because sometimes you can say the right thing at the wrong time. Right. Or even say it the wrong way. Right. Come on. And then it messes you up. That is grace. He said, grow in grace. Grow in favor. Grow so that it shows that God is in your life. Amen. We think that showing that God is in our life, the proof of it is that I'm anointed and I can preach. That's not the proof. Listen, gifts and calling are without, without repentance. Right? So Susie, prostitute on the corner, can feel like, you know, I love Jesus. I'm going to sing this song. And she sing her face off, and people start crying, and people get saved. But that don't mean Susie saved, because she gifted. Amen. Come on. But the grace of God in her life will pull her off the corner. Amen. The grace of God in her life, amen, will change her lifestyle. Amen. The grace of God, amen, will allow her to share her testimony and let people know where God brought her from. That's the grace of God. That's where we have to get. We got to stop talking about grace and live grace. Amen. 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 So that's grace. We want to grow in Jesus being big in our life. Right? And in knowledge. This is talking about a special kind of knowledge. This is the Greek word gnosis. Right? And it is especially related to having high character. So he's saying, I want you to grow in what you know and then act like you know. Come on. Amen. That's good. Amen. That's good. Act like you know. Too many people acting like they don't know. Yeah. I know that if I go out there playing traffic, I might get hit by a car. Yeah. So guess what? She's not doing that. Because yeah. I'm acting like I know. Yeah. Right? I need to negotiate with this traffic. Yeah. Right? You got to act like you know. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Not only that, it also means mastery, expertise, skill, proficiency. It is to be able to grasp what you are hearing, and then to be able to speak about it with strength. Come on, so what God is looking for, right? We got people, you know, they call themselves master prophets, but they master liars. Yeah. That's what they master, right? And so here's our problem. We have not mastered holiness. Amen. We have not mastered love. Come on. We have not mastered forgiveness. This is what Peter is talking about. Listen, this is my second letter. And in this letter, I'm trying to get you to get this. I need you to understand that I need you to be a master at loving each other. I need you to be a master, not at how much you can rattle off and tell me how many scriptures you know. That's fabulous. But how do you love your brother? Come on. Can we rely on you? Are you dependable? Do you have the character traits that show us that God is at work in you? Can I tell you that the proof that God is at work in you is when your kids are getting on your nerves and you don't slap them? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes, Lord. That's proof. That's like, you know what I know I'm saying. I know I'm saying. Those are things that have become habit to us. 
again. This is God's heart for us. He can't give us what he desires for us if we don't grow up. I'm not giving a five-year-old the keys to my car. Come on. Because they can't handle it. Come on. You want you want position. You want authority. You want somebody to make you. You want to be believable. Grow up first. Amen. Because it is your maturity and and the proof of your maturity, the behavior that you exemplify, that's going to let us know when you are rebuked. You know how to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You don't got every other word. You arguing with Pastor because you don't like what she said. Hold on. Did you, didn't you ask for this? Yeah, amen. Didn't you ask to be trained? Didn't you ask for, you know, for somebody to mentor you? Didn't you ask? But now you got a word, every other word. No, 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 no. Amen. You got to grow up. Amen. Y'all ever seen the Toys R Us commercial? Amen. You know the old one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to grow up. I'm to We in the church. <laughs> Listen to me. The Bible says that strong meat is for the mature. Amen. That's good. God wants to give you something more, but you got to grow into it. Amen. You got to be ready for it. We're not giving the babies who don't have no teeth no meat. Because they can't, first of all, they can't chew it. Chewing is the first part of digestion. So we already know it's going to jack up their stomach because they can't even chew it. And you trying to trick me, make me think that you can handle this and you can't even chew it. Amen. I'm not worried about you swallowing this. I'm worried about you. Can you chew this word? Amen. Can you eat this word that God has given you today? Amen. Can you let God do what he want to do in you and mature you and grow you up and be honest that there's something in my development that's been arrested. Amen. And I want God to heal me. And that in spiritual warfare and in deliverance ministry, we deal with arrested development. Right? Because what it is, it's, it's, it's a retardation of the growth cycle. So things that you should be doing, you're unable to do it or you're unable to grasp it. And this is what Peter is dealing with. Y'all are wonderful. But I need you to come out of pampers. Amen. 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 The warfare around you is calling for men. Come on. Come on. Amen. The scripture says, quit you, be men. That's what the scripture says. Amen. Circumstances in life are calling for men. When I'm talking about men, I'm not talking about in anthropology. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, in an anthropological sense, I am talking about it, but not in a gender sense. Amen. The scripture, when the scripture speaks of men, is talking about maturity. Amen. And every one of us that are sitting here that are born again, we are sons of God. Amen. Sons get the keys. Amen. Come on. Amen. Sons Amen. get inheritance. Amen. Sons receive yes. authority, yes. but sons have to be able to handle it. Yes. And if you fall out when it's time for warfare, then we can't position you. This word knowledge also means, and I'm done, be ready to pray, means to love or to learn from someone else, to learn from another. And it speaks of positioning so as to receive knowledge from impartation, can you position yourself to receive? Can you position yourself? Can you humble yourself and forget about who you feel like you are today? So that when you come into the presence of your pastor, she can pour in. Because what we can't do is we can't pour anything into a glass that's already full. So you got to make room 
for impartation. Amen. You got to make room for this. And if you don't make room for it, you're not going to be able to receive it. Why? Whoever is missing this, you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to translate it for them. Amen. Because this is kingdom life, church. Amen. Right? Kingdom life. So when we when people walk in, we exemplify kingdom life. Amen. Whatever's going on in heaven is going on in here. Amen. Come on here. Amen. Whatever God is speaking in heaven, that's what we speak in here. Whatever God is doing in heaven, that's look, he said, as in, in heaven as it is in earth. Come on. He said for us, we were supposed to pray that prayer. Amen. We got to give God authority to rule in our realm. Amen. Or else he's not coming in. Amen. Come on here. Amen. Amen. So you got to position yourself so that you can receive knowledge from impartation. And then you follow and then you become. That's right. Amen. Follow and then become. Yes. Yes. I understand that the warfare is great. But I also understand that I'm in the place where the air has been given to us. Amen. And because the air has been given to us, what's the problem? Amen. What's the problem? Because I've already been given authority, part of my problem is just realizing what God said. That I've been seated with him in heavenly places. Now i got to act like it. Amen. Amen. Anybody ever took a new position at job at your job and when you got there you kind of felt out of place? Out of sorts? Right? You had to get used to where you are working at now. And you know people trying to test you because you're in this new place now. And you really don't want to say too much because you don't want to, you know, ruffle no feathers. Listen, honey, we don't care about your feathers. Come on. Come on. I'm getting paid for this. Come on. Isn't that what you're going to say at work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you say Jesus yeah. said he's going to pay, you get paid for this. Whether you do it right or not, you get paid for this. Amen. Whether you follow the assignment God has given you or not, you get paid for this. Whether you fulfill the assignment or not, you get paid for this. What you want your pay to look like? What do you want it to look like? Glory. How do you want God to pay you? Isn't it something? We come to church. We hear the word. We stay awake when we're at the movie theater. Come on, come on, come on. Over this joint right here. I've been waiting for this movie to come out. My God. We don't even get them to go to the bathroom. Jesus. Come on. Well, you get your popcorn before you go into the theater. Come on. Right, but it's right. You sit at home and you watch a movie, you hold number one and number two. Because <laughs> you got to watch this movie. But we come to church, and because we've not grown past our flesh, have mercy. We go to sleep on the world. Nothing keeps a hungry man from eating. Amen. All right about it. And the Bible says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. What are you hungry for? I'm not hungry to watch Woman King or whatever the movie is. Whatever. 
I'm hungry for God. Amen. And I gotta have more of God. Amen. And I gotta grow in some areas, and I'm not gonna let anything stand in my way. Amen. I'm not gonna let nobody else get in my way. Amen. And I'm certainly not gonna let me stay in my way. Amen. Because the reality is, part of our difficulty is not the devil, it's us. Yes. It's not the enemy, it's the inner me. Amen. It's what is going on in me. Am I able to overcome me so that I can grow? Am I able to get over myself so that I can grow? Am I able to forgive me of my own mistakes so that I can grow? Am I able to let go of what other people have done to me so that I can grow?
Thank you. 
testimony 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.